Welcome back, community, to another amazing episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who've had growth in one way, shape, or form during their lifetime. Guys, what is going on? I'm so happy to be back. Happy Friday to every single person who is listening to this. And a little bit of updates coming here for the podcast. I just want to keep you guys in the loop so you guys know what to look forward to weekly. So today is Friday, and I'll be dropping new interviews with my guests every Friday. You can definitely click on here first thing in the morning and hear someone new, um, whether that be anywhere between fitness, nutrition, and mindset related or entrepreneurship or anything like that. I have on everyone on this podcast, as you do know, and I love to do that. I love to do that. I don't like to keep myself into a small niche, and I don't like to just keep interviewing people one after another after another after nutrition. I think it gets kind of boring and or fitness and or mindset. I do believe in the A to Z kind of approach to what we're doing here. So if you guys do like that, please comment down below or shoot me a DM and tell me if you guys like that. Tell me if you guys want to hear more nutrition, want to hear more about mindset, want to hear a bit more about fitness, or you want me to get on new guests that are you know, more towards one, one way or the other. You guys feel free to shoot me a DM. Feel free to please comment down below and always let me know what's going on. You know, like without you guys, this podcast wouldn't even be possible. It wouldn't even be a thing. It would have just maybe been a thought and swept underneath the rug and never accomplished. So getting back to the weekly schedule, guys, Friday is going to be guest day. Launches every single time you get up. Just click it on and you're not going to miss anything. Sunday is brand new. It's going to be called Coffee Talk. This is a simple, simple run-of-the-mill conversation between myself and a past guest or someone that just wants to come on and have a cup of coffee with me. We will be talking about anything under the sun. There will be no questions being asked that are be written down or anything. No blueprint at all towards what we're doing. So Friday, dropping, Sunday, coffee talk. And on Monday, you can come right back on. First thing in the morning, you're going to get me, just me, doing solo motivational Mondays. And what I'm going to do there is try to bring you so, so much great impact and knowledge of what I would look forward to when I flip on YouTube and go for a run in the morning or go do my work, my morning workout or anything that I do, what I would want to hear between my two ears to get my day, get my week going so I can crush it and just come at it with everything that I have. You guys, that'll be all motivational. It's super quick. I think the last one dropped, my very first episode for Motivational Mondays dropped this past Monday and it was very quick. I believe it was under 20 minutes. Right to the point. I hope I fired some of you guys up with that. But with that being said, Monday, Friday, and Sunday, you can have definitely three amazing podcast experiences here, just right here on this one podcast. So please go and hit that subscribe button. Why, because why you want to do that is because you'll never, ever, ever miss one of the podcasts when it comes up. And you'll be boom, boom, boom. It'll be right there for you. You can hit play as soon as you wake up and you know when new one has been dropped. And of course, I'll probably sprinkle in a, a couple things here and there um, just because I really want to talk about some more stuff, you know? So, but you can definitely agree that Monday, Friday, and Sunday is going to be awesome. So with that being said, guys, my guest for today is Steve Stremme. He is a good friend of mine. I just had on his brother Ross um, a couple weeks ago. And Steve and I just have a conversation. You know, there really isn't a blueprint to this thing. And uh, Steve and I go pretty deep down the rabbit hole on a lot of things going on in life right now. You know, all things quarantine and where our headspace is at, where our mindset is at, more importantly, because um, you know we like to explore that here in the Everyday Growth Podcast. And we really just get down to some, some real life shit. We talk so much about living with regret 
and how he's actually tackled that in his lifetime where he's just taking a huge step forward to get out of his nine to five and actually chase down something that he's always dreamed about doing that is to become a firefighter. So you guys get your pen and paper ready for that. Take notes. You're going to love this. I guarantee it. And always guys, the sponsor of the podcast is Ambition Threads Company. Ambition is a motivating lifestyle clothing brand empowering individuals to the best version of themselves each and every day. Guys, go ahead, pick out some of those clothes and use code every day. That's all caps every day for 20% off any and all orders. You guys go ahead and share that with whoever you want to share share that with. You guys can use it multiple times and you can use it even with the new clothes and the stuff that's on sale. So remember to go and use code every day, all in caps at checkout and get 20% off. So without further ado, guys, here is Mr. Steve Strummy. Steven, what's going on, man? Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, man. How's everything going, dude? You work today? Yeah. Uh, quarantine kind of sucks, boring-wise, but I mean, same old, same old for me. Uh, I'm in accounting, so I'm working from home. Uh, my training is continuing, so that's pretty great. But besides that, I'm just not you know, commuting three hours a day, so it's pretty awesome for me. Where do you have to go that's three hours away? Uh, well, three hours total round trip, but it's in Naperville. So with the oh, traffic, it's usually, dude, it's, it's horrible with traffic. Yeah. So community, if you guys don't know, uh, Steve's in my area, which is like 30 minutes South of Chicago and where he just said about 45 minutes to an hour on a good day in the, su- in the summertime, you could probably get home and get there a little quicker, but for the most part, it's probably hour plus. So that always yeah. like puts like the biggest monkey wrench in your fucking day when you have to commute. Like I, I used to commute to Chicago. I used to work on State Street, Michigan Avenue. Um, dude, you want to talk about year round on the train? Go fuck yourself. Those eight hour days, nine hour days, 10 hour days turned into like 14, 15 right. hour days. Like it was horrible. It is. And it just, especially sitting in traffic, that is not how I want to be spending my time. Even though, you know, I could be using it like to my advantage with podcasts and stuff. It's just it's a complete waste of time. And now that I've been working from home for what, since quarantine has been four weeks, it's the greatest thing in the entire world. You know, I could roll out of bed, do my morning routine and walk five steps and I'm in my office. Like I, especially my job, I don't see any point having to go back to work because you know, time's money, obviously. And it's, it's just taken away so much time for me. It's unbelievable. I think a lot of people might go that route. Like I know of, a lot of people now kind of scrambling to get onto the online world if their business wasn't wasn't already. And I think, dude, like think of all the overhead you could save if you didn't have a big old office with, you know, 30 employees that had to get there every single day. And just like the productivity would go up tremendously, you know, like as, as, as much as I feel like I fall behind sometimes because I am at home, like there, I'm not going to get you wrong. There is days where like, dude, I don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, but that's me. If I don't have clients that day and I'm like, all right, I need to relax, get my mind right so that I can attack the rest of the week. I feel like a big change is coming after this whole quarantine thing, man. Yeah. And just like you said, you need that, that not do shit day you might need, which is, you know, great for your mental health. Like if you don't have to go to the office, why waste all these hours to do it? That just fucks you up in the long run. Yeah. And it's, it's like, um, and people like when people do need those days, you know, like when they work, 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 most of the time, nine times out of 10, like, you know, like when you're in that grind, that nine to five grind, you're like nine to whatever grind that you're doing, especially with commuting. I feel like that weekend sometimes gets away from us, right? We have, we have yeah. life that we have life that happens. You have kids, you don't have kids, you have animals, you have birthday parties, you have barbecues. Next thing you know, like we say, it's Monday again. But once you start working for yourself, it's like, 
you don't have to go in that office on Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make the decision to recoup so you can attack your weekend and not waste it. It's, I feel like I, I wish more people would kind of snap into the entrepreneurship life, man. I just, I and, really do. And like you said, not everyone is programmed to work that nine to five, sit down for eight hours and grind it out. You know, everyone's different. You could wake up at four, work four to six, take a two hour break, you know, go on a walk, work out, then work two more hours, then eat food, then two more. Who says you have to sit down for that eight hours completely? That I'll tell you right now, looking at, compu at a computer eight hours a day, no. it kills no. my fucking eyes. I'm 24 years old and I have uh, the blue light blocking glasses because it hurts my head so much. And then I have to work out before work because I know damn well after work staring at a computer for eight hours, I'm not going to want to go in the gym and do anything. It just drains you. That's the biggest thing too. Like when I had uh, my last nine to five and I was working a minimum of 45 hours a week up to 55 hours a week. And then sometimes going in on the weekends, like I have a picture. I always tell my, I always tell my guests, like I'll send you a picture. I have a picture of my last year of CrossFit right before I quit. And that's when I quit my job. You should, I don't look the same. Like my body's, like I'm super lethargic. I'm holding on to a ton of water. It's just stress, like completely stressed out trying to train after work. And that's what I was, let me digress a little bit. I mean, working those days and then running to the gym to train for at that time, I was pretty competitive in CrossFit for like two hours, which, you know, right now I look back at that and I'm like, no wonder why I felt like shit. No wonder why my testosterone was probably, you know, sitting on the ground, you know, cause I felt like, I felt like garbage because I was so stressed at work that I'm going to the gym. And now that I know, like, I wish I had someone to be like, you need to get the fuck out of the gym. Like, go home, go rest, and get some eight hours of sleep, you know? Especially at that age. You were how old? That was just two years ago, bro. Right. I'm, I'm 24, so I could fucking do it. Like, it's oh, nothing. Yeah. But when right. my time comes, I'm fucked. So I'm going to have to find something closer or something. Well, at least you have the blue light blocking glasses. Like, I think anybody listening to this that is in front of the computer, you guys need those. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, while you're on the computer, and then... It helps you when you're going to bed too, because you're you're in front of that, that that light all day long. If you put them on before you go to bed too, and kind of dim down all the lights and get off of your phone, it really helps your circadian rhythm out, dude. I change everything: my laptop, my phone, everything. I put on night mode because that shit. And then if you put it on night mode and you keep it on there, and then randomly switch to off the night mode off, you will your eyes will like blow up. It hurts so bad. That's how big of a difference it makes. Yeah, it was just on a. I was on Twitter this morning and I'm like, I want to like, everything's so dark on my Instagram and I had the blue light on Twitter. Right. I flipped it off to white and I'm like almost through my phone. I was like, what the, people look at this phone like that? I couldn't believe it. It was like a punch to the face how white it was. Yep. So, hey man, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. Now we kind of get off on a trail here because I know we can do that. Community, if you don't know Steve, which you probably don't, Steve Stremi, his last name probably rings a bell because I just had, had on his brother about three or four episodes ago, Ross Stremi, and we talked everything, uh, SNC and strength and conditioning and everything, everything you name it, go back and check it out. But Steve, you are the younger brother of the three brothers you have, right? I'm the middle. So Ross is the oldest. He's 26. And then the youngest is 21. So I'm 24. Man, you, all you young guys, all you young guys. <laughs> um, so how's, how's, how's quarantine going for you, man? Uh, you skipped the beat or is there something that Let's, let me start with this question. Have you learned anything during this quarantine about yourself or what you're going to take out of this quarantine? So the first month I, I found, cause as I don't, no one knows. So I go to, I work full time as an accountant and then I also go to school to be a firefighter. And so before this happened, I was working eight hours a day, uh, 
three days out of the week, I was going straight from work to school for four hours and then coming home and just doing it all over. Saturdays, I got class all day for nine hours. So my, my life was just go, 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 go. I was training in the morning, work, eat, go to school, come home, sleep. And that was my schedule. And now my school's online. I'm working from home. I'm not uh, commuting. So it kind of took like a huge 180. I have all this free time. And the past month I found myself, you know, every second I got, I was bored or free. I pick my phone up. I hit up Twitter. You know, I hit up Instagram. I hit up Facebook. And I was like watching Netflix TV shows. I was just wasting my time, just completely mm. wasting it horribly. Like, yeah, sure. I was watching, you know, Jordan Peterson on YouTube sometimes, but right. that, that wasn't the case. So then starting May 1st, I deleted all my social media. So what is it? It's May 4th, something like that. And my whole life is switched. I do this every few months. I, few months, I delete all my social media, but dude, with all this free time without having to go like, you know, hang out with friends. It's unbelievable. I'm, I just bought a book and I, it's about 300 some pages. I'm, I think I have 10 pages left and I'm finished. Nice. Like my, my productivity is just like shot through the roof in the best way possible, just from the little change of deleting that social media. Cause it's like, for me, like for you, it's, it's your job. Right. I, my job has nothing to do with it. For me, it's fun. And it just got to the point where it just taken over my, my life, this quarantine life and just, you know, hit me for the worst. Do you feel like you're going to come out of this a little bit better than you went into it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Because going into it, I was kind of like scared I'd be so bored because like just like sitting in my room, like twiddling my thumbs. It was, it was, it's kind of scared to be alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's we're, not, easy. we're not used to it. <laughs> we're not used to it. Not, it's not easy at all. And especially since I deleted my social media, I'm definitely alone. When I'm, you know, not with my family, not with my girlfriend, it's, it's me. It's me and my thoughts. I could pick up a book and that's about it. I can't just sit there and mindlessly just scroll through shit just to pass time. And it's, I'm definitely, I'm definitely after this month going to come back a lot better without that social media. Because if you think about it, how many times in the day do you pick up your phone just to pick it up and you don't even realize it? Yep. It's unbelievable. And I know I'm better than people at it, you know, not picking it up, but, uh, it just, it runs your life and it's, that's all I could say. It runs your life and you got to put a stop to it somehow. And it's, it's a bitch. That's all. Yeah. It's tough, man. Especially like it being my job and everything. Like I do find myself picking it up. I pick it up quite a bit. And most of the time when I pick it up, it's almost like my excuse and I can, I'll call myself out on it right now. It's like my excuse to like not do what I should be doing. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just like, uh, let's, let's just go ahead and see. So I go ahead and grab it and I look at it really quick. It's like, what am I doing, dude? Just put it down. So I definitely haven't, for this quarantine, like one thing I'll, I've been learning is like restrict, restrict yourself a little bit. Like I'm putting restrictions on my phone. Like, so we're, we're cooking three nights a week. We cook dinner together. So we bought like those every plate boxes, right? Where the box comes, it's got all the recipes in it, all the food in it. You pull it all out when you need it and you cook it, right? Well, it's a really lovely thing because it gets us into the kitchen over a glass of wine. We turn on some Frank Sinatra or, or some house music that night and we sit in the kitchen, we cook together, we talk together and we get away from everything. The rule kind of is when we sit down to eat, take your picture of your food because I know it looks great and then throw your phone away and we're going to talk for the next hour and a half to two hours. I think that's like a big thing that people need to do. And I hope people are learning from this quarantine, learning to be by yourself. I think that's a big thing. I think, we, I think we're not by ourselves enough. Right. 
and personally for me, I'm by myself a lot more than I think about it because at work, since I'm an accountant, I'm not, I mean, I do have, I have great friends at work. I mean, it's a great atmosphere, Good. but a lot of times I have my headphones in and it's me. Right. And it's, I'm not, you know, sitting there talking. It's like a lot of th the thoughts are going through my head eight hours a day, all through the morning. I'm all alone. I go on a walk every morning with my dog and that's my alone time. It's, it's 4.30 in the morning, pitch blackout. You know, the birds are chirping, everybody's sleeping. And it's me and my dog walking for 30 minutes. And it's, def it's the greatest thing in the world. I highly recommend people setting, setting aside time every single day for yourself just to be alone. Put your phone in another room, turn the lights off, and just sit there and think. And just, just pay attention to your thoughts that are coming up. You'll see your mind is fucking crazy. I want you to sit there for 10 minutes and you won't even be able to count how many thoughts come through your head. It will yeah, be it's wild. It's, your brain is fucking crazy, and it needs, and there's so much stimulation nowadays, it needs, it's time to relax, and you need to give it to it every day. I think that's a big thing, too. Now, we're, we're, we're starting to see that, right? We're going into, what, week seven or some crazy shit in quarantine, and hopefully it's over at this month, knowing that the next month, it's going to be like a lot of restrictions on where we can be and how the gyms are going to be and all these different things. I think that's another big thought process right now. People don't want to admit that like walking away from all that stimuli and now sitting with, I mean, there's a funny joke going around. And you, if you're a man or a woman and you have a good joking, we like to joke here and, and we, we love comedy too. So if you guys get offended by this and get out of here. Don't listen to the podcast anymore. But it's funny because it's like from a man's perspective or a woman's perspective, you guys can switch on this. It was like, Oh my gosh, I was sitting, sitting on my couch watching TV and I look over and I didn't even know who the woman was next to me. You know, it was, oh, it's my wife. I was like, hey, how are you doing today? It was like one of those funny jokes, like, yeah. yeah, like look around the room. Like there's probably, you probably haven't sat down with your significant other, loved one, brother, sister. You know, it doesn't matter who it is. Now you're sitting down with them and you don't know what to say. <laughs> it's like, I think we're really scared with that. We're like, we almost use the busyness of life to kind of get away from these things these days. I know I was, like I said, yeah. I was you no know, training, work, school, home. Like I had no time to myself at all, or even, you know, to my girlfriend. And now it's, I mean, it's like night and day. Like I honestly, aside from, you know, going out places and like meeting with friends, going to restaurants, I wouldn't even want to go back to my regular life. Like this free time is what I need. Honestly, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's scary. People, awesome. Besides all the people dying, but yeah. Right, right. I think I think the community understands what we're trying to say, yeah. <laughs> but we have to we have to clarify, yeah. right? But I think that's a big thing too. It's like I was just talking to Carrie Ann, the community. If you guys you guys should know this by now, Carrie Ann's my girlfriend, and um, I was talking to her, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think a lot of things. I don't think we're gonna go back to the way her and I were, like going out or just messing with money here and there and tossing it away and kind of just forgetting about it. And like this has really taught me. I mean, like wow, like I lost all my in-person client, uh, in clients, you know? So like I had to take a really big step back and I'm looking at it like, I don't know, this thing kind of works. Like I think I was, you know, I was being that greedy American and I saw it, I could sit back and look at it like, you know, I was kind of being a dick with who I was as a person, you know, and like just spending money and not caring about things and oh, something will come back and I don't like that. So I think I'm hoping that I'm come out of this with this kind of this newer me, you know? Right, right, right. I think a lot of people should kind of look at it that way as well. Um, I want to ask you about, so you're in accounting now, like you said, but you're going to, you're a firefighter? Is that what you're trying to get yeah, into now? So I majored in accounting uh, at the University of St. Francis, and I've been in accounting for probably a year and a half now. 
and about a year I decided it's it's just not for me like I love the people I work with they're the greatest some of the greatest people I ever met we have great conversations great connections but it's like uh you like Jordan Peterson says you have to pursue what's meaningful not what expe- what's expedient so I was looking at my life like yeah sure I'm cashing in this sweet check every two weeks but you know I'm commuting to work miserable I'm typing numbers in the computer not what I want to do I I want to do something with my life that actually means something and that I can go to work every day and you know be excited and for my whole life I want to be a firefighter my girlfriend has uh step parents and real parents all four are firefighters really I I have a pretty pretty uh good understanding I went through EMT school. I did ride time with fire departments. I'm in the fire academy right now. So it's, I think it's what I want to do with my life. And I think it'll, you know, actually give me that meaning towards life and not just, you know, cashing that check in and being miserable in a sense. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I had no idea uh, about your girlfriend's parents. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's like, yeah. you can just ask them tons and tons of questions about what the hell you're going through. Right? They, they, they all told me it's the greatest career you can ever go into in your life. The most you'll get the most out of anything you ever do. That's awesome, man. And, and like myself, you are definitely very goal orientated and you just want more out of this life. I know, you know, you and I have had, man, how many thousands and thousands of conversations. I mean, shit, we were just texting the other day for 45 minutes straight on like, you know, what's going on here, what's going on there and what things that you've been through in your life and how we can look at it in a better, better perspective. But you've always been that one guy that I can relate to. Doesn't matter age, obviously, but you've always wanted something more. And I think that's a big thing, man. So kudos to you on that as well, man. Do you feel like there's always something out there that we need to be striving for? Is that one of your goals in life? Yeah. And that's actually what pushed me to do it. I mean, I graduated, uh, when I graduated, it kind of felt like I wasn't moving towards anything. It was like, mm-hmm. I was going to work. That was it. And it was my whole life. I was working for something. I was in high school and I was working to get accepted to in college to play football. I got accepted. Uh, I wasn't starting my freshman year. I worked towards starting as a sophomore and started throughout my college career. And then I had to work towards, you know, getting a good job and I got the job and I'm just, you know, stagnant for the first time in my life, just sitting there. And I was like, this is, you know, just not what I, what I want to continue doing the rest of my life. And, you know, firefighting has always been in my head, being a paramedic, being a firefighter. And I just, you know, it was scary, but I pulled the trigger. It was, it was a very scary move on my part, but I think it was the right move. I don't think it should be scary though, man. I think it's scary for you because it's probably change, right? But for your age, man, like this is the time where you need to fail 10 times over before you even reach 30. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of young kids look at what you're looking at about the change being scary. But as far as like the whole basket of being scared of what could be going in that bad, it's like, this is the time to fail. And I think you should always fail forward, you know, and if you're not moving forward, then you're stagnant. I think that's a scary thing too. When you said, you know, there was no fulfillment in your life. There was nothing that you were doing like that, that thought right there, people take that for like 30, 40, 50 fucking years down the road. And then when they're 60, they're like, ah, shit, I'm stuck. You know, yeah. and I think at 24, man, I think that's a great fucking move. There was, there was a lot of different aspects of being scared. Like you just said, I was one scared of not taking the chance and then being stuck. Because mm. as time goes on, I'm 20, I'm 30. It gets scary and scarier and more riskier. I'll have a mortgage when I'm older. It's, it's going to get a lot riskier. But then I was also scared in a sense, what if this is the wrong move? Like, 
I have a secure job right now. I'm getting, I'm getting paid well. I'm, you know, finally paying my loans off. I'm getting a nice paycheck. What if this is the wrong move? So, you know, it was both mm. ways. I was scared. And then, you know, I just, you know, pros and cons it and just jump through it. I just, I had, I just did it. That was, that was the key. I just did it. I stopped thinking and I just went for it. What I felt was right. I think that's the biggest, that's the only thing you can do. Right. And if, you know, if, I mean, it, it might suck to get into something like this and have to pull out if you don't like it, but you can't, and you said something very important. If I can digress, I, I, I should have wrote it, wrote it down, but I think you said you were scared in a sense of not taking action or not, not doing it, not yeah. doing it. That's regret, man. That's the, that's the fucking definition of regret because if you're scared that you're not going to do it and then you, you continue down this path that you don't want to do next thing, you know, you're fucking having regret about not trying to do it because like you said, I'm 38. I can't go into the, I can't be a firefighter right now. You know, that time has passed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention take my journey out of it. It's just, I think there's an age thing, right? You have to be certain. 33. Yeah. See, just like that. So for me, that's like me saying, like, if I was at your age, oh, I'll just do it later, do it later. Next thing I know I'm 38 and that was 33. And I'd be like, ah, oh, man, I should have done it. I was too scared that now that has turned into regret. Now that kind of weighs on you. It takes a, it takes a lot of work to get that out of your head. You know what I'm saying? Life is trial and error. That's it. I might not like it. You know, I think I'm going to really enjoy it. And I think this is the right career for me, but I might not like it. It's trial and error. I'm going to find something else. You're going to move on. That's all it is. Yeah. You're going to love it though, man. I mean like every day you're learning something every day, there's something different, you know? Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, being a rookie suck for the first year or two. Yeah. Sure. Sure. But what else, what else is it? You got to earn your fucking stripes, you know? Uh, the moment I knew I was going to like it was, this was, so EMT is the first step. So you're an EMT. Okay. And it takes about half a year. And then you go to the fire academy for half a year. And then you go to paramedic school for a year. And then you're officially have all the requirements to be a firefighter. So this was probably my third week in EMT in um, probably this past September. And I was in clinicals in the ER at Christ. And I'm a new kid, dude. I, I've been in accounting. I have no medical back background in my life. And then all of a sudden, um, a patient comes into the ER with a gunshot wound, multiple in his whole body, uh, young kid. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm standing there in the middle of this whole procedure, observing. They crack the chest open. They're doing CPR on an open heart. And I'm standing right there. I have no medical experience. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome and then sadly sadly the kid passed away and right when he passed away they look at me and the uh, other emt i was with we were both observing at the time they go do you want us to teach you how to uh massage the heart cpr on the heart open i'm like fuck yeah so i got to go in the in the body with the chest cracked open and do cpr on a heart it was the coolest thing and like now, I, all the people I've told are like, oh, my God, how do you do that? That was that is disgusting. I would throw up. And that's how I know I'm going to fucking love it. That was the coolest thing I've ever done in my life. And, dude, I'm so excited to do that for the rest of my life. I think it's going to be fucking awesome. Dude, that's so badass, man. Yeah, there's no way. I would have been on the floor. I would have been, I would have been straight, straight on the floor, man. I don't, do good with, I don't do good with open bodies, dude. I can't even watch it on TV. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Dude, that's so wild, man. Well, hopefully you never really have to be in that situation. That seems like a pretty fucking horrific situation. Um, yeah. But I guess that's kind of how it is, right? Like you have to learn somehow and, and that's usually how it's going to learn. You're not going to learn when they're trying to, to save someone like that. Yeah, so that, 
that's the exciting part about the job is you never know what's going to happen in your day. You have right. no fucking clue. Like, like that happened one day. And then another day we were at the fire department and someone called because their bird got stuck in a tree and they wanted us to come help them. Like, <laughs> you have no fucking clue what you're going to do. Like, and that's what I want in my life. You, you got to, you got to dance on the line of order and chaos. That's how you live a meaningful life. You got to dance on that line. And I was just sitting in, I was, you know, sunbathing in order, just clocking in in my, like, you know, job every day, doing the same old, same old. And I don't like a boring life. That's not me, dude. I, I'm, I'm an adventurer. I want to go out and just, you know, live my life and do whatever the hell I want to do and just have everything different. I think it's a big thing when we finally realize something that we have the realization of like, Hey man, you know, and, and I'm not saying anything bad about anyone who has a nine to five that enjoys it, that loves, to, that loves to make, you know, 30 to $50,000 a year and, and, and goes to Disney with their kids. That's fine. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. We're not saying anything negative about that. At least you're happy. And that's yeah. like, and that's what we're trying to get at right here with the entire podcast and with this community. I know that's what you want to do too. I mean, all, all money aside, like I know you, Steve, like if you're happy, you're happy, right? It doesn't matter if you're making, you know, $30,000 a year, making a hundred thousand dollars a year, like the money doesn't make us happy. Right. And I think when people get that and they understand that or try to do that, I think that's a big thing, you know, especially right now, a lot of people aren't, aren't working and it's very hard to be happy. Um, but take the quarantine out of it. Like if you're not happy right now in quarantine with what we have and what you have, look around. If you're not happy, Chances are when you come out of this, we're probably still not going to be happy if that's the type of person that you are. Right. And that work aspect is how many hours a week do you go to work? A shitload. That's more than half your life. Mm. You better be doing something you enjoy if you're taking up all that time. And that's, I mean, that's a big part of being happy and doing what you love in your job. Like my girlfriend, she's a nurse and she tells me stories with the biggest smile on her face. And I'm like, that is what I want. She we were planning on moving like to a different state, find somewhere. And she keeps saying, I don't know if I can, I love my job so much. And that's what I want in my life. And that's, you know, that's what I'm chasing and that's what I'm looking for. I think we all do, dude. You know, I think, I think as much as everyone says, like, that's the, that's what I want. I want that. I want that. I want that. I think we should take a step back and really ask yourself if that's what you fucking want, because it's a big move to admit something like that. Like I never thought like I'm making, just to put things in a perspective for the community, like I think I'm making twelve to fourteen thousand dollars less than I was when I had my nine to five. You know, and I've never said this on the podcast before, but ask me if I'm happy, motherfucker, because I give you a big old smile. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because I know it's all on me, and I know that I have a good partner that that was understanding about that, and that she backs me up no matter what, and she knows. I mean obviously I'm going to do what I want to do to be happy. And if I said, this is going to make me happy, I was miserable doing that type of thing. And I think a lot of people feel kind of stuck and maybe they are at this point, maybe they're going 10 to have 10 more years to retirement. I get that. But like you said, we work from like 18 to like 60. Think about that really quick. You don't even remember the time before 18 and you're sure really not going to remember a whole fucking lot after 60, 70, 80 years old. It's like, that's not fair. That's really not fair, right? Yep. I don't think that should be, you know, I think we need to chase something greater in life. And I know you're doing that, man. I think you're going to love being a firefighter, bro. It's, I think it's a good move on my part. Yeah, dude, 100%.
So how long does that, um, that you're schooling going through right now, like how long does that take to get to the next level, to graduate, right? That's like the big thing. So I'm supposed to graduate from the fire academy in like two weeks, but uh, to meet the state, state requirements, we have to have a certain amount of practical hours, which is in person. And we were supposed to start up May 1st, but I mean, they just extended it. So I mean, I'll, I'm guessing I'll graduate mid-June or something. And then if all goes well with the quarantine, I'll start paramedic school in August, this upcoming August, and I'll graduate that next May. So May 2021, I'll be finished with everything. Sweet. That's yeah, great. It's fast. Community, I want to take a quick break right here and talk about an amazing coffee company called Strong Coffee. Strong is actually an acronym. It stands for Striving to Reach Our Natural Greatness. Strong Coffee brings that specialty coffee experience to consumers in a healthy, done-for-you pre-mixed powder that includes instant organic coffee, grass-fed collagen protein, and MCT oil powder to fuel your mind, body, and spirit for hours so you can spend more time and energy on the important things in life. Guys, if you go to the checkout and you just want to give them a go, use code every day for any and all of your orders and you'll receive 15% off the total amount. So guys, once again, head on over to Strong Coffee Company, check them out. If you have any questions, hit me up or go ahead and email them as well. Use code every day for 15% off any and all orders. Thank you guys so much for that 30 second break and now back to the show. Now, where, when does the process have to be put in for like applications and stuff like short, soon after that? Or do they, do they do placements or? So it's always different. Like I just got accepted to test at fire departments in Arizona. Ooh. And they have, all states are different, but they have like a waiting list type thing. And you take tests where you get graded, then you do a physical test and all that fun stuff. And you get um, graded on a score and then they have a big list. And then you're put on it by score. And then like fire departments can pick on it, give you a call. Hey, we want you. We want you. We want you based on if you have a bachelor's, you're in the military and all that stuff. And then like Arizona, it'll be that list for two years. So I'll be on the list for two years if I don't get picked. And then they do it every two years. Okay. So it's, I could start now and be like, I could go test someone and be like, hey, I, uh, I don't have all my stuff, but I'll have it May 2021. Okay. And they're like, okay, cool. We might not even be hiring until then. We are just testing now. So it's, it's kind of not really a set in stone process. It's different for every state, different, every department's, you know, uh, what they want. Yeah. Is that just like, you just got to continue to fill out applications of where you want to be, right? You just got to keep putting them out there in the world, right? You might, you might get hired in three months and it might take you five years to get a job. It's, I mean, it's that great of career guys are staying at departments till they retire. You know, they're in that place for, for 30 years. So it's pretty tough to get a job, but once you get a job, you're, you're with it. So, I mean, might be fast, might take a while. Well, that's why you just, you got to test everywhere. Yeah, dude, no doubt. Right. Until you get that right job. So with, with, um, with training now, you said you're still working out a lot and everything like that. Like you obviously have a good gym you can go to during this quarantine time. Where did the love of, uh, where did the love of the gym and the strength and condition do? Cause I know you guys train hard as shit. And I yeah. think I said that last time when I was on a podcast with your brother and that he's invited me out many a times. And I'm like, I want nothing to do with you motherfuckers. You guys are crazy, bro. Yeah. But where did that love of, where did that passion come from of, of strength and conditioning for you? So it, it happened the same as Ross. I was, Ross was probably in eighth grade when he was starting football. So that makes me in sixth grade. And like he said, our parents just did not want us to play football. That, 
they wanted us to play baseball. They just wanted us to be safe. And then finally Ross somehow convinced them to let him play football. So they signed me and both my brothers up at Cardinal Fitness. It was on Route 30. And I just started lifting weights. I mean, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I was hitting I, – I used to just go in the circle and hit every machine every day. And that's all right. I would do. And it just progressed, progressed. And I blew up in high school. I was, I was fucking huge. I was strong as shit. And then that just pushed me to go to college. And then finally being on a real – training program with a strength coach in college even though it wasn't the best it was way better than a high school strength coach not a high school coach not not even a strength coach right so and then my numbers just started flying up flying up and then Ross really fell in love with uh you know programming type side and I was basically his guinea pig we've been (laughs) we've been we've been training together we both went to University of St. Francis and played football together so we've been training together since 2014 consistently and yeah I've been his guinea pig and ever since then I mean when the numbers get higher it just gets more fun and I you're just chasing more numbers like we were for how long were we chasing 600 me and Ross deadlift long time and then it's so funny he pulled 600 one week and he goes I wasn't there for it I was uh I mean I was out of town and he texted me say he's like just pulled 600 pounds I'm like, one, what the fuck? You didn't invite, you didn't like wait for me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, two, that's, that's fucking awesome. He's like, you got to pull it now. I show up the next week and I pull fucking 600. It's like, it's the coolest thing. So, I mean, something's working. He's doing something right. You know what I mean? I think it takes, like, that's the thing too with the, with the new gym around us opening up. Well, I want to try to get a bunch of good, like, especially you get there. You know, I want, I want to start training with people. But, dude, training, having good training partners around you is everything, man. I mean, that's everything. Oh, I mean, yeah whether whether they're they're whether you're coachable or not or whether that person's a coach or whether they can even if you have a um a 50 percent type of program right even if you're just a you're okay at programming and you don't know how to really program to move up every eight to 12 weeks having a partner is going to push you well beyond your own capable means right i think don't you think that's like a great thing to have as a great training like like you probably can you admit that you wouldn't be where you're at without your girl right now oh not even close right i'd, I'd probably be doing you know, barbell curls, just trying to get big arms. Like it's just everyone go watch the West side barbell documentary on Netflix or Amazon, whatever it's on. That's exactly what you need. Like Louis Simmons broke his fucking leg and they pulled him in. All right, we're max benching. He broke his back. They pulled him in the next fucking day. You're lifting. We're going to fix it. Like it's, you need to surround yourself with that exact environment. And that's, I, I hope we can cultivate that environment. That'll be fucking crazy. That, I mean, it takes you to the next level. I think, I think we'll definitely be able to, and I just, it's just one of those things like, you know, that you have to have consistency, right? What's a great way to control consistency, have the same people around you that want to be consistent with your consistency. So right. it's like, you, you keep getting all these people around you that want as much as you do and want to push you, want to see you succeed. Like, I always say that to everybody too. Like, I, like Steve, like, I want to see you succeed in life. Like I really do. If, and if I can do anything to help you out, that's why we're here. Right. And a lot of people don't get that in a, in like a friendship in their circle. And I think cultivating that, that culture and like having people around you that want to succeed, like that helps you out even in life, man. Right. And even having a training partner, it keeps you so accountable and that's how you get better. It's we train early as fuck. Like we're up at four 30 and you know, 90% of the time, I don't want to be up. Right. And I, if I trained alone, I easily could hit that snooze alarm and just go back to sleep. 
but I got, I got Ross waiting for me at the gym. I got my little brother waiting. I got people waiting for me. If I don't show up, I'm getting shit. And that's one part. And then another aspect is you're in the gym. You don't always think or want to pick up that heavy ass weight. If, if we're doing like five, five by five deadlift at 550 and Ross puts on 555, I'm fucking doing it. And if I was alone, there's probably no chance I would have put that out on my own. Like they're going to push you to do just reach different levels. And that's, you need to find somebody or multiple people. That's even better, but you got to find it. You can't be alone in it. It's, it's a long road. We've been, I mean, I've been lifting for 11 years and I'm 24. Like that's, it's pretty fucking crazy. And I've had the same training partner for probably eight of those years. It's, you got to find the right person. And once you do, it's prime example. It's, it's takeoff. Yeah, definitely, dude, 100%. But I, I, I want to clarify to the community when, and we could probably, you could probably clarify this for them too. When we say five more pounds or are they gonna, they're going to push you to pick up that barbell because you don't want to, we're not necessarily saying, you know, you're, you're going to hurt yourself if they want you to hurt yourself. Right, right. There's, there's a point where you know what you can and can't do, but <laughs> right. there's, there's always that little window you could do a little more. And without that person or those people, you're not going to do it. I mean, you're always going to find that little excuse like, ooh, my back hurts a little bit. Like, I'm going to take it light today. But you can yep. fucking do it. Yeah, and like you said, accountability, right? And I think that's like the big overarching like theme of like the podcast, you know, like accountability is everything, man. Like you let people down around you, guess what? They're going to look at you differently. But that says a lot about oneself, right? Like if you can hold people accountable and they can, they can, you know, try to hold you accountable for you to be better and you can hold them accountable for them to be better. It's one of those things like, man, like we're, we're forming something here that not a lot of people do. And, and you, it's with training partners, it's tough, man. Cause I've been there. I've, I've dropped a ton of training partners in my life and I'm a solo guy. I have been a solo trainer myself, um, trained by myself. Um, and I just, I can't, it's one of those things like every time I tried to rely on somebody, there was just, it wasn't there. So like you may search for a while, man, you may search for, yeah. I think, I think you were very lucky to run into your bro that he's doing the same thing, but you, you got to try things out, man. Maybe the person that you're training with right now isn't the right person. Right. I think that's one of the things where we just got to like, you got to find out what works best for you. I mean, if you have to constantly wait on somebody, you know, like that's not going to work. Fuck probably. That. Fuck you that. Know? You can't. Have, if they don't have the respect for you in that sense, they don't have the respect for that training. It's plain and simple. Yeah. You 100%. Find someone that's going to be there on time. Not going to miss a workout. Not going to bitch out. It's simple rules. It's very simple. Yeah, and you did bring up Louis Simmons, so I want to talk a little bit about that. I know that you and your bro went to um, Westside Barbell, and you guys did go to Ohio for like a weekend, right? Like, how yeah. was spe speaking of not letting your partners bitch out? Now that's a place where you show up, or you can fucking go home, and that's it. Or you, they kick you out there. So, how did that? How, first, how did that come about, and then what did that mean to you? And what? How did that change the way you kind of look at training? So Ross actually had the connection. He would, uh, he'd email, he emailed Westside, I think a handful of times and they never answered. Mm. And then he just gave it one more shot and they finally answered. I think Tom Barry answered him. And he's like, yeah, come out this weekend. And it happened to be uh, Thanksgiving weekend. And we told my mom, sorry, mom, we're not going to be at Thanksgiving this year. We're going to, you know, <laughs> Ohio. So uh, Ross said I can tag along. So I went with. And it was the first time stepping in there was kind of fucking scary because it's not like a 
commercial gym where, you know, there's a front desk and, you know, hi, I'm here to see so-and-so. You open the door and there's dudes fucking warming up in there. Big motherfuckers. I'm talking like 6'6", 360, or you got a dude that's 5'5", five, five, but fucking just, you know, this fucking wide. And they're lifting true weight and they're pushing each other like crazy. And it just, I can't even put into words what it was like because it was so intense, but it just shows you what you can do. I mean, the atmosphere that they cultivated was, it was a brotherhood. Like you've seen the documentary. It's, it's a brotherhood. They didn't take each other lightly. That's for sure. And it was definitely an experience of a lifetime just solely for the purpose of seeing what can be done. And right. just not, not even like what can be done, but just like anyone can fucking do it. You just got to fucking show up and do it. As simple as it is, as simple as it sounds, it's not that easy, but it's, I'm trying to put into words what it was like, but it's, Go walk, go watch a documentary is all I can tell everybody. You'll see what the fuck it was like. And especially where, I mean, Ross is what, 230, I'm 200. I mean, we have pretty good numbers, but we're not shit compared to these guys. So, I mean, we're, we're not lifting with them. We're lifting next to them, but it was just like, like, holy shit. It was a big realization. We're not shit. And yeah. that's, it, it's a, it was a pretty humbling experience because I mean, when we walk in body tech, our numbers are pretty high compared to compared to other numbers but then we walked in there and it was just it was a humbling experience it's like we're not even close to you know what we can be and it really showed you yeah man that place uh looks super intimidating i would never want to go in there i have no purpose going in there except maybe to talk to louie and maybe do a podcast with him maybe before he passes passes you know i should probably try to get in there and talk to him for a second just let him talk for an hour um but yeah dude i'm glad you guys went because i know I know it's changed a lot with what you guys, you know, it's, it's, it's had to have like really like opened your eyes a little bit like, holy shit, man. And not to mention like, didn't you guys, you guys actually sat down with Louie and he talked Dude. to you guys, like you guys have been there for 10 years already. Didn't you guys go out to eat and everything with him? And he like bought you lunch and shit. It was, it was awesome. We showed up the first day and I mean, he walked in, everyone's like, Hey, what's up, Louie? Like, what's up? And then we went over, introduced ourselves and he's like, Oh, nice to meet you. All right, let's go on this rack over here. And then we, yeah. And then we did, box squats, deadlifts, jumps. We did the uh, inverse curl. We did the belt squat and all that. And then he brought it to the back room and I got it on my phone. We actually have like a podcast. I recorded the whole Ross shooting him questions and stuff. So I got that in the chamber for two years. But after that, he's like, you want to go out to dinner? And then he brought us out to dinner. Me, Ross, and Louie, we just sat at a table in like this little hole in a wall, just talked for a few hours. And then he's like, uh, show up at like 5.30 a.m. at, at uh, this like pancake, pancake house that he was go to. We show up, he bought us breakfast, and then we trained with him again. He showed us a bunch of sled work, and then he brought us out to dinner. It was like, jeez, we're just, we're just two kids that just got lucky on this invite because we didn't fucking leave you alone, and this is how much time you show us, and that just, that just shows you what that guy is, and that's why his gym is the strongest gym in the fucking world. And that goes a long way just to show you that this guy that is, you know, the superstar in the powerlifting community is taking this much time for just two kids that showed up from Illinois. And it shows you not even through lifting, but just as being a person 
how much that means. Like, how much did that change me and Ross's life? Uh, fuckload. Like, it showed things we've never known before. And how much did it change his life? He doesn't even fucking remember us. Nope. And it's just that little effort of a weekend and just a few hours each day has went a mile. And that little effort, like, even just going away from powerlifting and working out, that little effort you could put towards anybody's life could, you know, just change their life completely in no other way. I think from, from everything that you watch about him, you know, like you, you know, he, they're, they're hardcore guys, you know that, but they always said like, Louie was a father to me. You know, Louie was like my father figure to so many dudes that walked in there. Like, yeah, they were a different, different type of guy. Like they're cut from a different cloth, but they all say the same. There was, there was grown ass men in that documentary crying because he meant so much to them. And I feel like as rough of a guy he actually is, he is just a really nice guy that really wanted to do that. And you, Cause you know what? You'll never have that conversation. You'll never get that same information from anybody else in the fucking world. Right. And the funny part is if you watch a documentary, he seems like a mean motherfucker, right? He looks, he sounds fucking mean. He's always an asshole to everybody. And then that's what we were nervous about. We walked in and we're like, Holy shit, there's Louis Simmons. And they're like, should we, should we go introduce ourselves? And we did. And it was like, like are you, is this the right guy? Like you're really fucking nice. And it was, it was actually like hilarious. <laughs> you caught him on a good day. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it was, we actually caught him on a horrible day. He was like, he was oh, like really? deathbed. Like it was, oh. he like was white as a sheet of paper. And it was, I forgot what he said was wrong with him, but he was in there working out still. Like it was some serious shit was wrong with him, but he was in there still. <laughs> Wow, man. And he's got to be, he's got to be damn near 70, right? By this time. All I know is he's old as shit. <laughs> if you guys don't, if you guys don't know Louis Simmons and, uh, you know, West Side Barba, we have nothing but good things to say about that. The documentary, oh, yeah. the documentary is amazing. Um, the way he trains is, it's insane to a lot of people looking in from the outside, looking in. It's very, very crazy. It's very, very cave-like. And you probably don't understand anything that he's talking about because he talks a mile a minute, if not faster. And you have to like rewind a lot. Even the, even the early YouTube stuff, if you look that stuff up like from 15 years ago when it's just like, obviously the, the, the first camera just came on. He was like one of the first guys to do, you know, this type of lifting on YouTube. Like he is talking, I have to rewind it. I'm glad that shit's recorded because it's hard to, li- it's, it's hard to pick up what he tosses down right away. Like, have you ever heard him on, on Rogan's podcast? Oh yeah. Dude, it's like he keep like Joe's just sitting there like what the fuck did you just say he had no idea what he was saying that's how when we recorded our conversation with him when we were shooting him questions that's how it was we'd ask him one question he would go for five minutes from one thing to another thing to another thing to another and you got to pause and be like all right what the hell is he talking about right now I mean it makes sense but it's like he's just jumping at a million miles a minute it's it's crazy I, I feel like um that most most guys with a mindset like that, and you let's just say you take it out of the gym and you go into like an Elon Musk mindset, right? I bet he's the same way. I bet sitting down with him, he probably can't even keep, you know what I'm saying? He's probably all day long too. Same with probably a lot of other people you sit down next to, you know, if you were to sit down to like Steve Jobs or anybody else, you know, like I'm sure there's those guys are probably a mile, like Gary V, Jesus Christ. Can you think you sit down and listen to Gary V? There's no way you'd be like, like the matrix you have to like download it you know (laughs) they're they're all built different yeah i mean they're not regular humans (laughs) he even said that if you listen to elon musk when he was talking to joe rogan on his podcast he said 
I realized when I was like 10 years old, I'm not like everybody else. Mm. He's like, I have so many thoughts going through my mind in one day. It's actually exhausting. And I realized at 10 years old, I'm not a normal person. And I'm like, holy shit, that's insane. Like, how does one just, one, realize that at 10 years old, and two, I mean, how many companies does that guy have? Oh, uh, who knows His, anymore? SpaceX, I mean, Tesla, he's doing an air conditioning thing. He's got solar panels. He's doing the underground um, subway. Like, What's the name of the company that he's doing the rockets for? What's that? So he had like a boring company? No, that's that's the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> the flamethrower. Why why was that why did that was that even a thing? You know how much money he made off those? No, you know, no. I think I think there was only a very select few and he made so much fucking money off those. Really? And like even even hats. I think he had a select number of just like hats that said boring on it for his boring company. And I think he made like three hundred grand off it. They sold out in like a few hours. I mean just because they'll never get made again. Just like never. one. Right. It's because it's fucking Elon Musk and you want his hat that's as boring on it. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I buy <Any>, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with whatever that guy's doing. I think he's got like government grants now and he's like, I'm sure by now, as much as he thinks he's in control, he probably isn't. I don't know. That's just yeah. the, the conspiracy guy in me. Like, you know, he's got government contracts and dude shooting rockets off. I'm like, you can't just do yeah. that because you're a smart dude. You know, you can't. Yeah. Like he just, I don't know. Was it a year ago? He just got the grant to start digging for his subway. And like he probably, and the, I think he just walked in, brought it up and they're like, all right. That's when you know, you're the real deal. You know what the hell you're doing when the government's like, yeah, go ahead. Like see what you can do. Yeah. I feel it's like, man, it's gotta be tough. It's I think, as much money as these guys make, I, I, I think we don't even understand. It's not even about, like, he probably doesn't even understand how much money he has. You know what I'm saying? He's just so, it's here. It's probably not the greatest thing to be that smart, I would think. He, no, he says he wish he wasn't. He said right. that after Rogan. He wishes really? he was this smart. <laughs> I mean, your whole day is, I mean, like, talk about ADHD, right? Or you can't even hold anything together. Like, how many, you know how many people he probably has around him that, like, take notes all day long? Because... Yeah. He probably just spits out so much stuff. Like he's not obviously taking notes. If he stops, he's losing money. So there's right. probably a lot of people around him that are just like recording him. Probably. I mean, that that's what I would think. Imagine being so smart. You don't want to be that smart. That no. is, that's mind blowing. It is mind blowing. I think we we need more people like him in the world, man. We really oh, do. Yeah. I think, oh yeah. I think he's going to do, wasn't one of the things that he wanted to do too was, um, uh, something with the uh, something with the expressways he wanted to have. I think there was a um, a natural product out that he tried. Um, where rolling over certain parts of the expressway would actually uh, conduct electricity for the towns that they were in. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, like he, it was big. I think it went. I think he tried to make it into production. Someone, if you community, if you know what we're talking about, comment down below. Um, I think he tried to put something on the expressway or come up with this blueprint saying like, when you roll over it, it actually, con it actually conducts electricity, which can then be siphoned off to either the lamps on the road or back to the community or something like okay, that. Yeah. It was just, or something. You know, but like, think about the, think about how, how, who's buying that? Like, <laughs> and where do you start? Like, Jesus Christ, you know? I mean, that's even the thing, like, sure, that's a great idea, but where the fuck do you even start with that? Right. That's even a bigger question. 
<laughs> we can go down that rabbit hole so much, man, you know, but um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about and what we usually do at the end of the podcast is I usually throw people on the hot seat. You probably know what's coming. Maybe you don't. But since we're coming up to the top of the hour, I want to ask you a couple of great things that people can do in quarantine um, that can really take their training to the next level. Something that could be either fitness, nutrition, or mindset related. This is that type of this is that time on the podcast where I ask every single guest for like three actionable items that can be given to the community right away to really help out the community. Something to give back since we're all about giving back here, Steve. Uh, first, I would say is every morning go on a walk outside specifically outside um i've been doing this for probably three years and some points i find i don't even need a cup of coffee after that so wake up go on a walk and be with yourself like i said you need to set aside time every single day to be with yourself and that is definitely i mean it kills a bunch of birds with one stone it'll get you exercise with you know the low intensity interval training for fat loss that's great while you're fasted specifically Two, it'll just clear your mind, <clears throat> excuse me, it'll just completely clear your mind and let you sit with your thoughts, and it's an absolutely amazing way to start your day. Uh, if I don't walk in the morning, like, I didn't walk this morning, it was pouring this morning. Yeah, it was. And it completely just brings my day down. It's, a, it's an awesome start to the day. So walk in the morning, that's number one. Two is read something good for you every day. It could be ah. a book. It could be a book. It could be, you know, an article on any app that you have, but something educational or good for you because Twitter doesn't count. I don't count any of that. So <laughs> it's not either, reading. <laughs> no, either pick up a book or just find an article and sit down and read. Right. Because I mean, like I said, you're either going to be mindlessly scrolling through Twitter or Instagram or any of that, you know, non-essential stuff, or right. you, could be, you could be just building your brain. So walk in the morning. Uh, read something that's good for you. And three, something that I just recently started back up is taking cold showers. Oh man, I don't know. You lost me there, dude. I don't know. I don't know. So I used to do those all the time and they're fucking awesome. And I just started back probably eight weeks ago. And I mean, sure, they have a bunch of, you know, uh, good health benefits, like reduces inflammation, speeds up recovery, speeds up fat loss. But I do it for the mental aspect because like you just, like what you just did is, fuck, I don't want to do that. Right. Like I do it after my walks and sometimes I find myself on my walk thinking, holy fuck, I don't want to go home and take this cold shower. This is going to suck. This is going to be the worst thing in the fucking world. And it is. I mean, dude, it fucking sucks. I'm up, to, I'm up to three minutes now constantly turning in a circle. I'm not just standing there like no. I'm moving in a circle, dunk, dunk, dunking my head under for three minutes straight and what's like psychologically beneficial is you got to breathe through it. That's the only way you're going to get through it. you got to bring yourself back to your breath, not focus on the absolutely freezing, horrible cold. It's you got to bring yourself to your happy place and focus on just what matters is your breath and you'll get right through it. And then that'll carry into other aspects of life. Like, like, you know, me and Ross argue when we work out mm -hmm. and I actually bring that, into when we argue we'll get pissed at each other at the gym and i'll realize that like this big urge of anger came up and i'll bring myself back to my breath and we'll just the argument will be over and it's like it's not just let's go take a cold shower like to sound cool it's like just to benefit yourself 
and mm. hold the different other aspects of life that actually mean something. So what, walk every morning, read something that's good for you, cold showers. So let's go back to the read something. What, do you, what are you reading right now? Or what are, what's something really, give me, give me one book that everyone needs to read like oh, here, right now. Right yeah, please. I got, I'll, I'll tell you too. First, my favorite book ever. I just started rereading it for the third time is 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Okay. It's, it's just what it is, 12 Rules for Life. But he is so philosophically brilliant and will put these rules into aspects of your life that you won't even, like, you would, you would never even consider that it truly will, every page will motivate the shit out of you to be a I think, better I, I think Peterson gets a bad rap because, you know, a lot of people know him for political reasons, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people, like, throw him under the bus of, like, oh, he's that one asshole that doesn't believe in, you know, perspective. Perspective, right? Just like a lot of people don't fucking like Gary Vee. And you don't have to. That's great. But you know what? He says a lot of good shit that re it relates not just to the entrepreneur life or entrepreneurship, but actually life in general. I think Jordan Peterson is the same exact fucking way. Don't just you know, don't just look at the, you know, just don't look at the cover of the book. You know what I'm saying? Like get inside of it. If you don't like it after a while, just don't fucking look after it anymore. But I, I yeah, I highly recommend that for anybody. I mean, I'm reading it for the third time. That's gotta tell you something. It's life changing. But I just got this book, The The Coddling of the American Mind by uh two guys, Greg Lukanoff and Jordan Jonathan Haidt. It's about how, you know, like the safetyism culture really came alive 2012 in college campuses and the call out culture. And now it's basically how the world has evolved to the soft culture of everybody getting their feelings hurt politically, socially, everything's po politically incorrect now and how it emerged from safetyism culture of parents trying to raise their kids. Parents are trying to change the road for their kids, not change their kids for the road. If that makes sense. Uh. They're, they're, they're trying to make the entire world a safe place. So their kid does not, does not experience anything bad whatsoever which they prove through, I can't even tell you how many studies in the book that your kid needs to experience these things. Your kid yeah. needs to walk to the store down the street by himself. He needs to ask the stranger for directions. He needs to go climb that tree with his friend and fall off and see what happens. You can't, you can't protect your kid from everything. And, it, and one funny study actually in the book was uh, there was a huge increase in kids having peanut allergies. And they're like, I think this was in 2013, like what's going on? And it actually came that parents didn't want their kid to have peanut allergies. So they completely, their whole childhood did not let them have peanuts. They just did not let them have peanuts. And what do you think happened when they ate that peanut? That yeah. first peanut? They got that peanut allergy. It's like that. It's, they restricted their, the, their children, their entire life from something and just kept them safe from it, quote unquote that it actually came back and bit them in the ass and gave their kid the allergy. It's like, just like, I mean, I was going to bring, just like vaccines. It's like, you got to give your kid the flu through a vaccine so they don't get the flu. You got to. Yeah, yeah I mean, we have to, we have to be around people that are, we're sharing all, we're sharing all that shit. That's how we boost our systems, man. Whether you want to admit, admit it or not, you know? Yeah. You got to, you got to, have your kid hurt so it doesn't get hurt. You, I mean, no, no one's safe. No one's safe forever. You, you can't. Right. 
you got right. It's a, it's definitely a false positive. I think a lot of people try to push on other people as well too, but what's the, that those, you guys community, those two books will be linked in the show notes below along with a lot of other stuff that we talked about today, but write those down, check those out. Um, my last question for you is about the cold showers. Is there a, something you can follow? I know Wim Hof was probably the first one to like bring these things into the world of like cold showers or anything. Is there something that you can follow? Um, what you should start doing or is it kind of something and like do you warm up afterwards like when you're done you just hop out freezing cold or like is there, there's rules to this shit right you don't just if i jumped in the shower right now after this podcast for three minutes i'd be so fucking mad at you right now like i'd yeah, be so, so mad <laughs> so i follow wim hof that's where i got the idea okay and he, he always has like every few months he'll challenge people to do it so that's how i actually got it but uh start off slow you don't have to start at three minutes like i said I've been doing it for eight minutes. I mean, eight months. And I built myself up to three minutes. So what he, he recommends is you take a regular shower, you know, shampoo, just regular temperature, whatever you got to do. And then you turn it to whatever uh, temperature and start, start for 30 seconds. I recommended it to my girlfriend and she, and she barely got past 15 seconds, but you got to start somewhere. So I, I make myself monthly goals every month. And this month I, uh, every week I, increased my time by 15 seconds so it'll be three minutes and three minutes 15 seconds you just got to slowly build it up and start like start at 10 seconds it's at least do it it's that's the whole aspect just do it it's not about how long it's going to go it's about just doing it so follow Wim Hof he has he shows you you can do breath work while doing it he has a ton of stuff you do while doing the cold shower and then he'll also he has an app he, he gets into the scientific aspect of like the health of doing the cold showers, not just the mental aspect, but like, you know, right. reducing inflammation and all that important stuff. That's awesome, man. That's, that's great. I think everyone should kind of try those three things out and see if they yeah. like it or not. You're not going to, you know, excuse me, you're not going to know unless you try it. Right. I mean, that's like the yeah. big thing we, we've been talking about for the past hour is like, you got to jump into things. You have to take chances these, these days. Like if you don't like something that you're doing, chances are when you come out of this quarantine, and you're not going to like it out of this quarantine. You're not going to like it another couple of years down the road. Like take these chances, jump in the deep and figure it out for yourself. And if you don't like it, backpedal and, you know, pivot and start again. And there's, there's a difference between not liking something and not wanting to do something that's good for you. So mm. like, like I said, uh, well, I didn't say this. I, I was studying for the CPA exam and I fucking hated it. It was yeah. ruining my life. It was actually making me depressed. So I stopped doing it, but I don't want to do these cold showers every morning, but it's good for me. So there's a difference between something that's going to make you grow and something that's just going to absolutely crush you. So you might, like Anthony said, you might not like these cold showers, but it's fucking good for you. It's good for your brain. It's good for your body. So don't, don't try, don't go day one and be like, Oh fuck that. That was horrible. I'm never going to do that again. Stick with it. It's, I remember when I first started redoing it, I hated it. I'm like, I do not want to go take the shower. I fucking love them now. If there's just a feeling about getting out of that freezing cold water, you know, into the air, it's, you're going to build a tolerance for it. And it just, it will change your mornings. Like I said, you're not even going to need a cup of coffee in the morning. It just wakes you up just like that. It's awesome. I think that's a big thing too, to try to find something in place of getting up right away, dragging your feet to the kitchen, rubbing your eyes and actually drinking coffee first thing, which we all know you're not supposed to be doing that anyway. Like right. I know, I know when it's nice outside, I go for a walk. I think I'm up now at like 5:45 since 
I've been sleeping in with the quarantine, but you're just going, like you said, going for a walk, like to hear the birds, how loud everything is outside before the people actually get on the street and coming back home, you are really awake. Now add a cold shower to that and or stimulate mm -hmm. your mind before the cold shower with a book or just a, even a couple sentences or even journaling. I think that's a big thing too, is like knock these things out in the morning. And like you said, man, success will be there for you. And I think if you start out with these routines, and the only reason why it sucked when you got back into it, because you broke your routine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you, ha you consistently have to be consistent these days. And I think that's the biggest thing. And start somewhere, like you said, even for a walk, even for a book to read, even for the cold shower, start small in all three of those aspects. Don't just yeah. jump in and I'm going to read 50 pages because Stephen Anthony said so. That's not what we're saying. Read a fucking, yeah. read, read one to four pages and then grow on that. Take 10 sec, two 10 seconds, you know, 10 seconds rest, 10 seconds of the cold shower, and then grow on top of that. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day, and I think that's a big thing that people have to realize. Something important you just said is the morning routine. You read, you read uh, Aubrey Marcus's book, uh, Own the Day, right? No, you haven't let me borrow it yet. Oh, you got to read it. Everybody, that's another book you have to read. It, ta this is, it taught me my morning routine, which is a, it's a whole game changer. If you don't have a morning routine, it's... I like today, for example, uh, like I rolled out of bed and I couldn't go on my walk. It fucked up my whole day. Right. Like I, I have my routine. I get up, uh, I go on my walk, I take my cold shower, then I make my bed and then, then I get my coffee and then I sit down. And it's just like having that routine, it just puts something else in your brain that your day's ready to go now. Like you've done so, like your body's already awake, it's ready to go. And morning routine, that's what you need in your life. We preach that all the time, man. You know that I'm, I'm big on the morning routines, man. I mean, I just getting that, getting those little wins, those little accomplishments in the morning. First thing it's perfect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Even, and, and once you start like these, these three things, so community, you know, I always ask for three actionable items. There's a reason. There is a reason because you start compiling the things that work. You can go back 10, 10, probably 10 episodes of this podcast People are giving you three things of nutrition, fitness, mindset, lifestyle changes. Start picking them apart. See what they work for you. Next thing you know, I guarantee there's someone that's been listening to this podcast that's probably doing like eight of eight to ten of those things right now just because they are consistent on doing that morning routine. That's the biggest thing in the world, man, is getting that morning set. And be be consistent with your routines. It's with uh, like another. I mean, I could give a, another tip about what's helped me tremendously is make monthly goals. I have monthly goals from over a year ago and you could see every month I keep the same goals, but I build, I do something a little more, a little more now every day. I, cause I have monthly goals for the day. So I have my goals on my wall for May and then I have a calendar next to it. And if I completed my goals, there's a check mark. If I don't, a nice X goes on it. And from a year ago, my goals were this big. And now it's a list this big, but I've implemented them for so long. They're not even goals anymore. It's just a part of my day. And if right. I don't do it, it's like, if I don't do it, it fucks with me so hard. I, it just, I can't even explain it. it. I just do not feel right if I don't complete those goals. So one thing is make monthly goals. It'll change your life. It, it'll give you a purpose in life, not just to lax And it'll keep, it'll keep you accountable. Most of all, if it, Without goals, I would just kind of be walking like a zombie throughout life. And, mm -hmm. and I, I don't want to take that shower, whatever. I, I, right. I'm just not going to do it. And what kills me is if I don't take that shower, I got to put an X on that calendar that's next to my bed. And that'll fucking kill me. So 
that's definitely a that's that that's that regret thing we're talking about man that's that's exactly what it is well steve hey man we could do this again for another couple hours but thank you so much for being on the podcast man it's 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 truly my honor to have you on man so thank you so much for your time and your energy oh dude it was was awesome awesome, man yeah Yeah, we got to get you back on sometime soon and you guys stick around for uh for coffee talk on uh this sunday i think you guys are gonna love it but steve hey man thank you so much for being on bro i really appreciate it thanks man there you have it another awesome conversation with an awesome human being and a total down-to-earth dude thank you all for listening i hope you enjoyed the show but before you go i do have one favor to ask of you please subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend Heck, share it with someone who you think needs to hear some of this stuff today. This is how we're able to grow and educate more and more people each and every day. Also, take a, take a second and take a screenshot of your favorite part. Head on over to your Instagram, put it in your story, and tag myself, Everyday Anthony J, so I can show you some love and support right back. Go ahead and shoot me a DM too with the parts that you've liked and what parts you didn't like. Constructive criticism is always welcome. Please also do me a favor and head on over to YouTube where now you can put faces with the names and watch the actual podcast just like you're watching a live podcast on YouTube. Thank you guys so much. And without you guys, this wouldn't be happening. Without you, I wouldn't be a coach. And without you, this podcast wouldn't exist. So thank you guys so much. Until next time, peace and love.